Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Welcome to another Top 10 Debate. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by Andy Murray from What Culture to talk about the most exciting young prodigies in WWE and AEW right now. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts. We review Raw, SmackDown, the Wednesday Night War between AEW and NXT, pay-per-views, we have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week complete with a bloody good quiz, of course, on wrestle culture, as I said, they're joined by Andy Murray to discuss his article, article the ten most exciting young prodigies in AEW and WWE right now, which you can read at whatculture.com. And I suppose we should start with a guy who is the talk of the town at the moment after he, well, betrayed the inner circle on last week's Dynamite. One, well, recently uh, celebrating his birthday, Maxwell Jacob Friedman, MJF an inevitable world champion it feels yeah close personal friend of ours of course <laughs> uh, maxwell jacob friedman yeah i mean it's kind of the most obvious statement in the world isn't it that this guy's going to be the top heel uh in aew and potentially american wrestling at some point he's mm-hmm. uh he's he's tremendous he's been like the thing about mjf is that He's been really, really tremendous at all of the character stuff and the promos and how he carries and presents himself and all of that stuff long before he came to AEW. This is such a hipster thing to say, but I went to an AEW show, of all things, in Chicago in like 2018 or something, and the guy, he only wrestled for like a minute, but it was like he let out, he screamed megastar in this tiny little room in deepest, darkest Chicago. And now he's transitioned seamlessly to the, to the main stage. Um, the Cody feud was tremendous and it's still bubbling away in the background, ready to come up again. Him and his gang of whatever they're going to be called. will probably know by tonight's episode of dynamite. Um, they're, they're going to run, they're going to rule AEW. They're going to take the inner circles place in the top heel unit. And it's going to take MJF all the way back to the world title picture. I think that the, you know, the Dean Ambrose, Dean Ambrose, Jesus, uh, the John Moxley match last year, that wasn't MJF's time to win the top belt. No. Still got a while to go. But I do think it's an inevitability. He's going to beat Chris Jericho. He's probably going to beat someone else along the way. If I was, you know, to guess, I would say that the world title lineage is Kenny Omega, Hangman Page and MJF. Mm. Uh, that being the order. Um, so we might be a year, year and a half away, but uh, it's going to be well-deserved. I think 2020 was an interesting year for him in that I think that... So something that's always been said about NGF is that, yeah, he's tremendous at so many things, but, you know, he's just kind of a good wrestler, maybe not maybe not the uh, as elite between the ropes as he is on the microphone or, 
or in segments and stuff. But um, he delivered some pretty elite performances between the ropes in, in 2020. The John Moxley match in particular I thought was fantastic. The Cody match had his problems. Uh, maybe it wasn't the instant classic that a lot of people were hoping for, particularly with the tremendous build. But MGF was very, very, very good in it. And he's tremendous in squashes. He's a good tag wrestler. Just comes off as the biggest asshole in the world, uh, <laughs> no matter the runtime in these things. Uh, and AEW have done well to like not, you know, really overexpose him in terms of matches as well. He doesn't wrestle every single week. Mm-hmm. He has a big match once a month, if that, and that's done a lot to preserve him as well. I think so. I I just don't see a scenario or a future in which this guy doesn't become a massive, massive star. And you know, if wrestling or AEW. He's going to find this homegrown start to take AEW to the next level and build for years and years and form the basis of what that company can really be. He's the guy, isn't he? He's he's the guy. Yeah, I was going to say that as you were talking about it. And obviously, I'm slightly biased with him and I being incredibly good friends, <laughs> of course. Um, but whenever I see, I think there was a clip that, that did the rounds a while back of him uh, getting interviewed by Alicia or two at some show, maybe even before he started in AEW. But it's amazing to think all the stuff AEW has, has tried and done to, to try to cut through to a mainstream audience, whether it be, you know, signing former WWE guys, whether it be getting Shaq involved on the show. I genuinely think one of the most, one of the best ways to convince casual or lapsed fans to get involved in AEW is to stick a microphone in, in MJF's hand and just let him, and I'm sure he's going to over the next few weeks, like you say, with the fallout with this inner circle stuff, just let him burn through people. The, the problem you have, of course, he was he was so good. I think it was Fighter Fest a few years ago. He was so good at getting a reaction from the crowd. And he's one who, he hasn't suffered in terms of his promo games dropped off, but he he's certainly someone who benefits from a, a crowd reaction. And I can't wait uh, when it almost feels like one of the first things they should do in AEW when fans are back because they're going to be so excited, you know, properly back. I mean, I realise they've had pockets of fans and stuff, but when it's back to packed out arenas, when they're wanting to bounce off the walls and really enjoy the first dynamite back, having him immediately come out and just remind everyone that they suck and really suck all the air out of the building could be could be wonderful to watch. And I mean, talk about learning uh, what he's learned. Like you say, I think he turned 25 uh, this week. And he, the fact he's been able to learn from from Cody Rhodes, and I'm just going to mention people he's interacted with on camera, uh, let alone the people he will no doubt be learning from backstage, your Jake the Snakes, etc. But learning from Cody Rhodes, Chris Jericho, and now being in a stable featuring Tully Blanchard, it's not bad company to keep, is it, Andy? Yeah, it, it, that's one of the, the main benefits of AEW with all the young wrestlers they have is that they have this ridiculous crew of legends at the same time. And, you know, on character, and you would presume off character as well, they use them very, very well. Um, Cody Rhodes is obviously a tremendous, fully formed pro wrestler. Um, but going to generations beyond that as well, Chris Jericho, like you mentioned, one of the most adaptable guys one of the most adept guys staying over for like 30 years you'll ever find and then even further you you've got people that probably influenced mjf and his specific style of old school heel wrestling and tully and arn and jake uh it's it's the craziest crew uh assembled and a great learning tree for anyone to be under i have no doubt whatsoever that i don't know if he isn't already um, but in the next few years, we're going to regard this guy as one of the best in the world, for sure. 
Yeah, completely agree. Uh, let's stay in AEW and let's talk about man you mentioned uh, just a few minutes ago, and that is one Hangman Page, who, I mean, on paper, it's a tricky storyline he's had to navigate of being this sort of self-conscious, you know, drunk, you know, not, not drunk as in funny <laughs> drunk, just sort of trying to find the answers at the bottom of a bottle and it not really working and, you know really self-reflective character but he feels I mean I think he's done really well with what he's done with it but it now feels like he's on the upward swing of that and like you say if if you're going to pick someone right now from AEW to take that title off Kenny Omega Hangman Page feels like he's not yet but he will be in a position in the next few months to, to potentially challenge and, and do that yeah. and do that feat and take take the world title from Omega yeah that's still the story I think with um you know, with the tag team and the way it fell apart and the downward spiral that Paige went on. It's, just, it's the story. It's the best story um, to get that world title at the moment out of Kenny Omega's hands. I think maybe full gear, you know, later in the year, way later in the year, maybe we can we can look at something like that happening. And I think it's always been the direction. Um, from the moment John Moxley took the belt and, you know, his business with Kenny Omega was kind of unfinished. After, even after the Lights Out match, it felt like there was still stuff to do. Um, we always thought that, Moxley, Omega, Page would be the pathway they would take. And I think um, Page still has some ground to make uh, with regards to moving back up the card, I think. Um, I think the current Dark Order storyline is very enjoyable. Like, how can you not feel warmth whenever those guys are on screen at the moment, right? They just seem like great friends. They come across really well on TV and it, the lawnmowers and everything else. It's a good laugh and it's good fun, but it does feel kind of rooted in the mid-card at the moment. So there does need to be signs of upward trajectory for, for Paige. I'm sure we'll get that at some point, no matter who he feuds with. But they, they've got something special with him because he's proved um, countless times that he can kind of do the swaggering, carefree, hard-drinking man of the people shtick. But then, like you said, he can get introspective as well. The Anxious Millennial Cowboy is a gimmick that <laughs> I'm sure millions of wrestling fans can relate to. And the feelings he tapped into with that is kind of like... It's, it's a perfect babyface character for this, this era because he reflects so many anxieties of the modern world on television. He's coping with them and he's struggling just like us. Um, he's just in the great place in that regard. It's a bold character to pull off, mm. um, but it does it extremely well. I think like him and Eddie Kingston in particular have done, and maybe this isn't the kind of discussion you expect to hear on a wrestling podcast, but I think uh, Paige and Eddie Kingston in particular have done a really good job of normalizing mental health discussion yeah. on pro wrestling TV, like among these men who are supposed to be big and tough and burly and <laughs> everything else, like Kingston last week, and I'll just throw him on this list as well, why not? Um, <laughs> talking about the anxiety he felt, he's not young, but still, but the anxiety he felt uh, at the Blast of Revolution Page deals with his anxiety in a totally different way. He hits the bar and double fists his whiskeys and forces Matt Hardy to sign dodgy contracts. So, yeah, watching Adam Page come fully out of his shell over the next while is going to be very satisfying. It's going to be very gratifying. And I look forward to the moment where he's just this confident, assured guy who's conquered all of his demons. He's, he's been able to find ways to live with him and he wins the world title. I think it'll be a great moment. And credit where it's due as well. You talk about this in the article that, I mean, he could have been someone who arguably crashed and burned and was one of the first real victims of AEW because that initial babyface push and uh, elevation into the world title picture, I mean, it, it, looking back now, it seems like such an obvious choice, but the arguments that was there at the time of, oh, do they put the world title on 
Page and you know he immediately beats Jericho and you strap this company to this this young talented star that could have gone really wrong and recognizing that and and it, repackaging him and allowing him to drop into the tag division with with Kenny Omega is I think you say yourself one of the shrewdest moves that that Tony Khan's done. Yeah, it, it, it was a necessary adaption, I think. Um, yeah, the, the early page run just did not take, it did not take, we had that Kip Sabian match at Fight for the Fallen, I think it was, and mm-hmm. it was a fine wrestling match, like it was solid enough. Um, if you got it on Dynamite, you certainly wouldn't complain about it, but it was just like, oh man, this is really middle of the road for a guy that's supposed to be the ascended babyface. This guy, we're supposed to buy in him into him as this hot young prospect. And he's just kind of going move for move for 12 minutes. It's all very nice, all very polite. And the live crowd rejected him outright that night as well. Like we forget about that because of how popular he is now. Um, but they had to pivot. There was a very common argument before the title match with Jericho that Page should win because he's young and he represents the youth movement of this company. And Jericho's, you know, uh, ex-WWE guy and he's, he's, he's closer to retirement and all of this stuff. But, and I defended the move at the time. And in hindsight, it has been proven the objective good move. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jericho to win. He was the guy they needed to carry this belt and give it the prestige. That belt felt like the most important thing in the world whenever Le Champion stepped out with it. And we got the great transition to John Moxley as well and the belt was treated with a similar level of respect. So definitely the right move. Page and, you know, I, I, I wouldn't call him vanilla early on, but there was something about him that just wasn't connecting and it wasn't yeah. taking... So he needed to leave the elite. He needed to go on this self-discovery voyage and re discover who he is and everything else and you know we're still not at the end of that journey yet there's more to come and uh, I can't wait till the heat back up again in front of a live crowd it's going to be pretty epic Botox Cosmetic out of botulinum toxin A FDA approved for over 20 years so talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you for full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Before we go any further though, this podcast is brought to you by Rocket Money. Do you ever feel like money is just flying out of your account and you've got no idea where it's going? Well, it's all those subscriptions. I mean, think about it between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it is endless. I'm guilty of this, so I used Rocket Money to help me find out what subscriptions I'm actually spending money on and it was more shocking than a wrestling betrayal. You see, Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in cancelled subscriptions. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. That's rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. Rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. 
let's move on and talk about one Tyler Beat, um, a man yes. we love to do uh, impressions of other people doing his uh, name. I genuinely cannot believe he's still only 24. That's ridiculous. He won the world title of what? Not world, world title. United Kingdom Championship at, I think, 19. And, you know, people may think, oh, he's, he's maybe not appeared on, you know, our screens as much. I know he, he had a flirtation with NXT, NXT, rather than just NXT UK. But even if he is, you know, not as much prevalent right now, he's got plenty of time and he is exceptionally talented. Yeah, you forget a lot about Tyler Bates because he's on the NXT UK brand at the moment. And in 2020, I think he had something like eight televised matches. And, you know, obviously NXT UK sat dormant for a long time um, with with the global health crisis and the situation here in the UK, um, preventing them from running shows. But he, he's been in this ecosystem for what, five years now. And that's insane. It feels like only yesterday that... Him and Pete Dunne had that great match in Chicago, one of the best takeover matches of all time. Um, and here we are, half a decade later, and Tyler Bate is still only 24 years old. What? <laughs> like, <laughs> he's an absurdly talented guy. He's been this talented since he was a teenager. And it's kind of a shame for me that he's not, not to discredit the NXT UK brand to any degree, but he's stuck there. Like, there's a ceiling there. Yeah. Walter's done very well, and there are other people on that brand who are doing good things. But I think Tyler Bates' ceiling is far higher than the NXT UK brands can 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 really uh, contain. He there's not really much he can't do. Maybe he can't cut a long ten minute promo, but that's going to be an essential if he hits the main roster obviously with Vince mm-hmm. around and everything else yeah he's kind of short and all this but if you kind of step away from those things from those Vince preferences I don't think he has many weaknesses particularly not in the ring we do take him for granted definitely 100% and I would love to see him in the position where he can have more big high level matches like his title fight with Walter uh, mm-hmm. last year um we just need to see it more often. And I don't think that's a Tyler problem. I think that's a WWE problem. Let's get this guy back in the spotlight more often because out of all the young, up-and-coming British wrestlers in the world, I think he is the most promising of them all. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Pete Dunne as well. We were worth a quick mention. I know he's, I know he's much older at 20 bloody seven. Um, <laughs> but yeah, okay. and so much talent. And, and like you say, Tyler Bate, he's, he's, he's there. He's learning in NXT UK. But yeah, I for one would love when the opportunity arises him to get him over in, in NXT. Not to, to use this TNA phrase, but it just feel like there's a bit of a British invasion going on right now with, uh, as you mentioned, Pete Dunne and a personal favorite of mine of course zach gibson alongside james drake uh, grizzled young veterans i think are are so talented and it feels inevitable that they eventually will become nxt tag champions but yeah tyler bates certainly one that uh, it will be one to watch uh, particularly once the ongoing global bastard is more dealt, dealt with and the opportunities like you say to go over to the states and work there uh become more feasible sticking with the i can't believe they're 24 club Someone who, I mean, you and I on a daily basis booked to be in a world title match at WrestleMania. She's already been in one uh, and that one was booked wrong and she should have won it. Let's talk about Rhea Ripley, Andy Murray. Yeah, yeah, she should have won it and it was booked wrong and the aftermath was booked even worse um, when she was, you know, kind of everything that was 
once good about this Nightmare character was really stripped away. Bad year 2020 for Rhea Ripley, but the main roster offers a lot of promise. This year already, she had that tremendous match with Raquel Gonzalez yeah. to write her out of NXT. Great plunder brawl. Tremendous stuff. And she was really good in the Royal Rumble as well, getting to the final two with Bianca Belair. Really nice, well-worked sequence between all of them. And of course, from me, she gets the ultimate baby face pops for totally bantering off Alexa Bliss's dopey, psychopathic, weird <laughs> Get that stuff in the bin, Rhea Ripley. Good for you. Kick her ass. Get her out of the rumble. Um, yeah, we we've had what well, four weeks, three weeks of these of these raw vignettes. Rhea Ripley is coming. I'm getting uh, you know, just you know we've heard she's coming for a month now. Let's let's have her on TV. <laughs> let's see what she can do. But yeah, she's another one. What what, what can she do? What can she do? Did you you call back to the the time she was in the Mae Young Classic years ago and she was unrecognizable and mm. she was wearing that red attire and it was kind of like who, who's this person? Oh, she looks all right, you know, not bad, not bad, but there's not much character coming out of her here. This is you know, it's kind of beige. It's it, it's fine. She's obviously young and green and everything else, but then she came back the next year and it was like a completely transformed wrestler, not just in the look, which taking on more of the metal aesthetic over the years, but like the way she presented herself and the way she mocked poor uh, oh. Tegan Knox after that horrific yeah. injury. She did a really good job of making the most of that in character. Like when she dressed up as her for Halloween and everything else, it gave us glimpses of the nastiness that would come. But for me, she started really taking off when she hit NXT in, in America. She had that great confrontation with Shayna Baszler mm. where she just said like one line, you haven't beaten me yet or whatever. Uh, got right in her face. She was champion by the end of the year. She's a great wrestler. She's ridiculously young. She's a killer pro. She's got a great character. She's got a unique look. Uh, she's got a unique style as well. You know, if she moves on to the main roster, she's a more convincing powerhouse than anyone in that division um, at the moment. And she's just another one of these people who you think, man, how how is it possible for you to fail? Like, how could there ever be a scenario where this person doesn't become a megastar? It's not as simple as that in WWE because we've seen so many people over the years. But um, I'm pretty confident that Rhea Ripley is going to be sent all the way to the moon. I mean, she doesn't have anything that you would suggest the bosses, the people who decide these pushes go, oh no, she's too short or or mm. whatever, or she's reckless or she can't cut a promo. None of those things are true. Uh, she's going to be a megastar. I hope she gets a big match at Mania. But if she arrives after Mania, maybe the Raw after Mania could be a good spot for her to arrive. Uh, either way, she's going to do big things. And uh, really, I mean, with the state of the Raw women's division at the moment, you could do a lot worse than giving her the title almost straight away. Yeah, it speaks volumes that we're sat here looking at a division that, as we mentioned, features the likes of Asuka, Charlotte Flair. You go through the the, the entire Raw Women's roster and you've got some incredibly talented people, Nia Jack, Shayna Baszler, et cetera, et cetera. And we're sat there going, God, we need to get Rhea on Raw to save this women's division. Like like you said, like we've said on almost daily news, she's the person she's the person you, I don't you I, I like the idea of her showing up on the Raw after Wrestlemania but there isn't a title match I want to see if she's not involved in it in terms of the Raw Women's Championship I love Asuka as champion WWE are idiots they were going to try and take the title off her and put it on sodding Lacey Evans thankfully that's not going to happen anymore um, and yeah it, you have Rhea Ripley with her history with Charlotte involved in that match Charlotte also featuring 
uh, her history with with Asuka and the fact we're going to get Asuka versus sodding Rhea Ripley as part of that triple threat. It seems a no brainer. I get her on. I get her on the raw immediately after Fastlane this week. But uh, yeah, WWE dragging their heels a little bit after, like off you said, after a great performance at the Royal Rumble. They've just sort of held back on her. But maybe that's to to give her a big push in the final few weeks as we head towards WrestleMania. As we bring this to a close, Andy, I mean, I could sit here and talk to you about all of the other names on this list. Go and check them all out. WhatCulture.com. Just search for the ten most exciting young prodigies in WWE and AEW right now. As I said, we could talk about all of them, but we kind of have to talk about the guy who's currently holding a title, and that is TNT champion Darby Allen, who, I mean, lived up to expectations and has exceeded them. And I mean, is if in terms of like AEW establishing new stars and then cutting through, you can't look much further than Darby Allen or the likes of Orange Cassidy and, and Darby Allen's TNT bloody champion, Andy. Yeah, they've done a great job in slowly elevating. Darby Allen up the ranks. Um, the biggest surprise, I think, for me personally, with Darby Allen coming into AEW is learning how well-rounded this guy is between between the ropes and in the ring. Like a lot of people who don't like his style, and you're fine not to like him. Uh, that's cool. Wrestling subjective. It's whatever. We can disagree. We can have uh, have debates and stuff. But what a common thing with people who really don't like him and have kind of this strong grudge against the guys that, oh he just does all these stunts and he's a daredevil and he's killing the business and he's a hardcore guy and all this but there's so much more to Darby Allen's game than taking these big bumps and he does take these big bumps um we know that he do it quite often maybe <laughs> some that he shouldn't have you know getting put in a body bag and powerbombed on the stage <laughs> um but there there's so much more to that look at something like the recent Joey Janela match on TV when you saw that match put together, you were just like, oh my God, this is going to be bonkers. They're going to do tables and chairs and ladders and skateboards and it's going to be insane. Oh man, all these spots. But Darby Allen came in and Joey Janela did all that stuff. But almost deliberately, Darby Allen came in and worked a limb. And he, he had this really solid technical performance yeah. where he picked Joey Janela apart and Joey came in. The story of the match was Joey came in. He's going back to the old bad boy. It's going to be reckless. Well, Darby beats him by being the opposite of Reckless. It's a really good story. He has a similar performance against Ricky Starks uh, as well on Dynamite. Darby Allen's a ridiculously talented, well-rounded student of pro wrestling. He's well-versed in almost every single style. He can transition from hold to hold as well as he can take a stupid back-first bump off the top rope through a flaming dragon pit of lava or whatever. Um... And the elevation has been has been well handled. They haven't just shot him straight to the top because that's not what you do. He has gradually edged his way to the point where he could believably beat Cody Rhodes. You know, perhaps there were a few off weeks in the Sting feud. I, I definitely think that's fair to say. There were some weeks where it felt like, oh, come on, the TNT title doesn't really, really feel all that important at the moment. And, oh, man, it's another segment where Sting walks out and they just stand there and, and go, ah, hello, Team Taz, we'll get you. But in the end, it all paid off with that wonderful cinematic street fight in that Ooh. warehouse. And now we can kind of look forward to more from Darby Allen as a singles wrestler in particular. Um, sky's the limit for him. He's not a guy who's going to come out and cut these lengthy promos, but he doesn't have to because he's in a different company that doesn't present such an, uh, an emphasis on that. 
when you heard the crowd reactions the guy was getting before the global bastard kicked in as well. He's over as hell, particularly, I'd imagine, with younger demographics. If I was, you know, if I was 18 years old, right, and I was I was angry at the world and everything else, I was disaffected, I was listening to AFI and Rancid <laughs> and stuff, and I saw Darby Allen on TV, I'd be like, that's my guy, straight away. Mm. That's my guy. He represents me. That's him. Um, so he's got that unique appeal. He's a really valuable guy for AEW to have. And uh, very interested to see how much further he can go, because I think he's a great all-round wrestler, despite some of the, you know, the, the, the strange grumps that people have against the guy in terms of style. Yeah, exactly. Very intriguing to see what he does next, like you say, off the back of that. I, I, I was with you. I, it was iffy in points, him and, him and Sting team. Yeah. I got it, but I was a bit like, get on with it. And then the final couple of weeks there, I thought was just exceptional. And then they nailed it with the match and they followed it up with a great... Uh, TNT Championship match on last week's Dynamite, of course, against Scorpio Sky. Interest to see what he does next, but another yeah, potential world champion, arguably, in AEW and, and certainly one for the future. Very glad we got some sneak in a reference to Ricky Starks as well, because he's someone, no doubt, that, that was, was going to be one of your honourable mentions on this list. But let us know your uh, most exciting young prodigies in WWE and AEW right now on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. Well, actually, you can follow both of us. You can follow Andy Murray at... Follow me at Andy H. Murray. The H stands for... You follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at What Culture WWE. And make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts. Uh, as I said, check out the 10 most exciting young prodigies in WWE and AEW right now. The article is up at whatculture.com. My thanks to the article's author, Andy Murray, for joining me today. Thank you for joining us as well. And we will see you soon. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Before Shopify, were you wondering, where are my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen.